This is Reynolds Podcast, The Creative Mindset. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Creative Mindset, a podcast about what the future holds at the intersection of creativity and technology. I'm Rei Namoto, the founding partner of IonCo, a global innovation firm based in New York and Tokyo. Generative AI has been the topic of the year, not just in the creative industry, but various industries and how it might impact the way we work and us as human beings. Since the explosions of tools like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and other generative AI tools, there have been many attempts at leveraging AI in the creation of content. However, at the enterprise or brand level, there haven't been that many viable or successful case studies of AI for and by creatives. Today's guest is Pum Lefebvre, the co founder and the chief creative officer of Design Army in Washington, D.C., where she oversees all creative coming through the agency's doors. An award winning creative director and savvy business leader, Pum is a Thailand native who brings a global sensibility to American design. She's also a dear friend of mine, and we are of the same generation of designers. We came up together in the creative industry as immigrants trying to make it in America. There was a lot we talked about, so we decided to split this into three parts. At the time of this recording, Puma had just launched a campaign for one of her clients, Georgetown Opticians, and I had seen her work being featured online, and that's how the conversation started. In part one, we go into the specifics of how she built the campaign using Meet Journey, how long it took, and the advantages and disadvantages of using AI for a creative process. What happens when a professional designer uses AI for real client work? That's the topic of today's conversation. So let's get started. Timely, you just happened to release a new piece of work for one of your clients、uh, called Georgetown uh, uh, Optician. And this campaign that you did, the adventure of AI, I being the, the I that you have,、uh, as opposed to the letter I,、uh, which is a clever, simple twist、uh, to the word AI. If you could first describe what the campaign is and how it got started. So, Adventures in AI is almost think of space tourism, right? So, we reimagine this fictional planet. Where all of cool people that want to explore the new world travel through this fictional planet. Things of Mars, it looks kind of like Mars, everything is pink, right? And because of their curiosity, you know, they land into this planet and they're walking around. The planet has very、uh, rough weather. System, right? It's, it's, it's dry air, it's different t y p e of climate.、Um, you know, sometimes it's like really bright UV rays, sometimes there's a lot of dust, sometimes there's a lot of pollen because it's a weird planet. So, all the tourists they have to wear glasses in order to protect their eyes. And,、um, you know, we start with that. So they look very chic and cool,、um, you know, whatever from fashion standpoint and eyewear that they, they wear. Now they come face to face with alien, and we call it alien. The alien is the fictional、um, creature that is, you know, they are the, the native of the planets. So, 
at the first time they're very creepy and the more you know they have both interaction together the eyes uh, the aliens become really friendly and they kind of like think of like the yoda you know <clears throat> really teach these people how to take care of their eyes or how to choose glasses and so forth so it's just really fun story you know about adventure in ai planet for our studio we take adventure in ai you know using using ai to learn how to um you know create a, a campaign one thing that i was very impressed by before we get into the the craft of the work mm -hmm. was the timing right the last mm -hmm. few months especially since the end of last year 2022 to the beginning of 2023 both uh, visual tools as well as text tools right so tools like dali and midjourney uh, since last year and then chatgpt uh, in the last six months or so have all of a sudden drastically improved in its quality of the other outputs you know a year ago if you tried to do this you probably couldn't have done it at the quality right yeah so was this something that you proactively presented to the client proposed to the client or was it hey you know why it's the season almost the spring season we have a new collection coming up uh it's sort of a regular cadence that they have and then you just happen to say, you know what, let's use AI to produce this campaign. How did it start? So let's start with my experience with the AI in general. I use Midjourney. And I remember last year in the fall, I started seeing posts on Instagram, people using AI. And I was not that impressed with the result. It just looked, you know, kind of average artwork, right? I remember back in November when Midjourney released version four, and I was shocked of how incredible the image, you know, the, how 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 it the, the way it looks was really mind blowing to me. And I thought, okay, maybe this is the time for me to jump on it and really experiment with this uh, software just on my own, you know, during Christmas. I was playing with mid-journey to redesign my house or creating a wardrobe or like do like fun fashion thing. You know, it was just kind of a hobby, you know, you do at night. So it's experimenting with like, okay, do we, how do I design this house that it looks like a house that's in the middle of Lake Como with spaceship is flying all over like the the it's just limitless and you know it was just playing back in December. Then in January after Christmas break, you know, the client call and they he say he's opened a new store. Um <clears throat> we have they have multiple locations in Mid-Atlantic and they opened a new store and he was needing of a new campaign, you know, that have to pretty quickly, including POP poster, um, retail signage, uh, as well as, you know, the website and, you know, we run their Instagram account. So I thought, okay, for the time that we have for four weeks, we, we, we're not going to have a lot of time to execute this. I mean, I do photo shoot all the time. I go to do, you know, do big shoots with director and great photographers, work with wardrobe, makeup, stylist, casting, all that stuff. So when you think about it, 
the assignment is also come with time limitation of four weeks. So I thought, okay, let's, I want to experiment with AI and see what it can do. And then I was concept out. I was like, okay, let's do an AI <laughs> campaign and do an adventure in AI and see how far we can go with our imagination using this technology. And that's how it's come about. And um, to get into the detail, so was it the client, you know, calling you and say, hey, boom, in four weeks, I have to open these new stores, help me. Yeah. And then you like literally doing the work yourself or did you have a team? Did you brief the team and say, hey, you know, we got this client, uh, we, we got this request from the client. We have to turn things around quickly. What was that detail? So I did the work myself in mid-journey, <laughs> which is rare, right? Usually, you know, we do the team, but it was, we were so busy after, um, you know, holidays in January, everyone's so busy. And I, I had some knowledge of how, I have been training my own AI, you know, of like things that I like, how it's look, you know, what reference, art history reference I was playing with. So I kind of have a basic base already for my personal fun project and then taking this to, um, you know, the next level and really creating the, a world that, you know, in my head. But then after that, you know, what we did was create the image through mid-journey without glasses on. And then we apply glasses, which is on e-com. It's like online store. Yes. Yes. There's an online store. You know, usually all the product just in white background, not that inspiring. So I always thought like, you know, it's, it's four weeks. Do I even do a photo shoot of the glasses? you know go which we can do and some I think a few we did you know and then shoot it in different angle or do we use the e-com photo which already come in from like you know straight shot sideways profile so far so it's like okay let's just see if we can create campaign without a photo shoot at all right so we bring the glasses onto the model photo without glasses on and you know make that decision so in a way, for me, it's not only become a creative director, but you are now the director, you are wardrobe stylist, you are casting, you know, all those decisions is now done by one person. But then, you know, I've seen, I generate all the images and give it to the team to push it further in terms of consistency of the color. You know, we want to make sure the campaign looks beautiful and the color pink is not all over the place. Uh, typography, though, has been added with our client team. Yeah, because that one thing mid-journey cannot do very well is type. So let's say if you want to say, imagine Vogue cover, from the 1950 era wearing, you know, someone wearing Coco Chanel and it split out the word Vogue is going to spell incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Mid-journey is not very good with typography. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, or like it will spell all wrong. Okay. For the for the the, the sake of the, the listener, I want to do, I want to try to describe you know, the work that you created. Just, again, just so that they can visualize. So like you said, imagine this uh, planet outside of planet Earth. It's like a desert, 
rocky desert. There are few bodies of water. You see various people, very dashing looking, like you said, perhaps could be in the 50s. But what was interesting was that it could be in the 50s, like i.e. 1950s, or it could be maybe 2050. So there's this retro-futuristic feel uh, to these characters, different races. Um, you're naming, you know, um, Irene, Isaac, uh, Iris, and uh, Iliot. So, you know, you played up this AI versus your eye, all of them. Um, everybody is wearing pink, very smartly dressed suits, men and women, different races, and all these glasses that to your, you know, what you were saying, the story of this uh, unknown planet is that so that everybody's wearing these, again, retro futuristic looking glasses. And then in the middle of this, it's this creature, a huge creature that's like a balloon. And in the middle, there's a gigantic eye in it. So, and then everything is coordinated in, uh, in pink. That's sort of the, uh, uh, the, the visual and presenting like a movie. And I mean, you, you had made like trailers and, and little uh, animations and, and uh, little movies, but it's as if it's a, a, a promotion for a, a, a fictitious movie. Exactly. And I think that's the fun part, right? I mean, we use AI and we know the look and feel is not going to be like a real photo shoot that you would see in Vogue magazine, but that's intentional that we want to create the look from, you know, recall the past, you know, the 50s at old movie Hollywood advertising. But then the people look quite futuristic. You know, so the magic is in combining mix and mix different eras together um, to create your own. And I think that's why when you look at it, it has that haunted power that, okay, this looks different um, because like we, we do both ancient, alien mixed with futuristic looks. So it's like ancient future was kind of our theme. You know, how do we create that look and feel of ancient future? So you, as soon as you got the call from the client, you had this idea of why don't I play with the word AI and AI? That was the, the original clever twist. And then you had the idea of these travelers traveling to this unknown planet in the 50s, whether it's 1950s or 2050 or even, you know, 3050, who knows, but these travelers. So tell us, like, what were the prompts that you put in to, to start off with? And like, what was that process like? I think, you know, we start with the people first because I want to create certain look and feel of the people. Now, what they wear is different. So, you know, I can't tell exact from, but just in general, right? So, um, you know, imagine 1950 movie poster, um, you know, from, let's say, uh, Hitchcock style, you know, wearing beautiful pastel pink um, Pantone color, <laughs> you know, be very specific. And, um, and, uh, with the background of Mars in the movie of Space Odysseys, I mean, you know, it's almost like the prompt is extremely long because I want to make sure that it doesn't look like something that already exists. So there's a combination of different designer and architect and, 
movie director or film, you know, that kind of mixed together to create our own. I was very careful about, because you don't want to copy an artist's work. You know, that's the ethic part, right? Like you got like, and that's, you know, we can talk about that. As a designer who's create campaign all the time, we want to make sure that we recall the period of 50s, but, and, but, or like a work of certain artists, but then you got to mix it. Because otherwise, Mid Journey will just split. Let's say you see Andy live with it, it's going to look just like her. And a lot of time, I even see some people uploading an artist's photo and then, you know, type four or five sentences in and then it just split. So the choice of A, B, C, D that Mid Journey splitting out, it looks too similar to, let's say, Annie Elizabeth. You know, you kind of recall that picture because it's a famous photo. And what Mid Journey does is like, you know, grabbing everything on the internet, like those data, and then it's creating you know, uh, conceptualize uh, an image. So you got to be quite careful in terms of, you know, what collection of prompt you use and not just use one sources. You have to use multiple. And that's just from the ethical part. Like, I just want to make sure that, you know, we don't kind of try to... Yeah. Are you... So on that note, are you... Were you typing in specific artist you weren't typing specific artist names or were you were typing specific artist names and then saying other adding other factors to make it original yeah you have to type in a style like let's say the clothes you know when you look at the clothes they look quite different you know the clothes you can refer to the clothes is made up from Comme de Garçon in the 1960 or the clothes can make up from Chanel back in 1920, or you can do uh, clothes made out of Saha Hadid architecture, or clothes can make out of butterflies, right? So, like you, you, it doesn't have to recall. I, I mean, you, you, you can do Comte de song mixed with jellyfish to creating something. Because I was thinking, looking for something round to mimic the eyeball, um, you know, play with repetition for that certain image. So it depends. Like sometimes you can have a set of prom ready and then you do a blank canvas of wearing Gucci, wearing Louis Vuitton, wearing Balenciaga. Yeah. And and sometimes it's worked, sometimes it doesn't work at all. So it's experimental. Right, right, right. You said earlier that you shot glasses separately, right? And in this case, the client, they sell glasses. Did you know going in that you had to do that or... Did you try to, you know, meet Journey the prompt, this kind of glasses? So let's say Cartier glasses, you know, well, known. you have to type in, you know, famous Cartier glasses. It doesn't quite, you know, I, I, cause at first I thought we don't need to do Photoshop. I can just say Tiffany glasses, Cartier glasses. It doesn't quite come out exactly the same. So that's why like it didn't work. I think one day it will give it six months, you know. Um, but like at the time that we created the glasses does not look exactly the same. But in this case, I think what worked great, brilliantly, uh, was the fact that it's a client, it's a brand with a product that is relatively synthetic. You know, it's a it's an object, right? It's not a um a shirt. That is somewhat organic. 
it's a synthetic product so that you can shoot it separately and you can Photoshop onto the models as opposed to if it was, you know, a fashion company with a, a shirt and multiple layers, it would be very difficult to give Mid Journey the prompt, the right kind of prompt to get exactly the product that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I think it's a very good use of this technology for this yeah. concept. But then we add animation, you know, you see alien jumping. And if you're looking at the, you know, there's an alien jumping through the glasses and we, we add storytelling into it. So from the moment that you got this request from the client till, you know, you going into Meet Journey and presenting, like, did you do all of that by yourself? All the images I generated. Yeah, and then how how many days and what did you what was it that you presented to the client? How long did it take from request to presentation to approval? I guess. Well, the whole thing is four weeks, right? Right. So, like first week, I was just like really generating images. Yeah. The people are easy. The landscape is easy. The eyeball is difficult. Yeah. Yeah. The alien because that is a. Uh, completely innovative and unique character that was created by AI. Right, right, right. Yeah. So um, so pretty much the pro- get back to the process, it took me like a week and a half, two weeks yeah. to get it where I want it to be. And you should see some of the one that I reject. It's just horrible. It's so scary. <laughs> the eyeball is so freaky scary. I was like, how do I make it lovable? And how do we make it like, alien and cute you know yeah um but it took a while to to get to that point so two weeks a week and a half two weeks to generate and then giving a concept you know create copywriting of different episodes you know uh like attack of the blue light right so you kind of have to have a concept first before you tell what ai to do so it's the same I don't let the AI generate a concept and then prod thing. You kind of have to sketch it out in your head. I, w- I want to do attack of the blue light. I want to do the double vision where you see the moon, you know, two moons or like it strikes the spring. I see like a pollen, you know, flying through allergy season, you know, or like the return of dry eyes. We want very kind of desert-like. Right. So so you concept that out in sketches first and then you ask mid journey to creating uh, an illustrated idea. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, you you. So all this time you're doing this for yourself. Like typically you as a creative director, you get a request from the client. You know, you have an accomplished project manager, whoever. And then you brief, you, you find your resources, you brief the team. They come to you a couple of days later with an issue idea, maybe sketches. And then you go back and forth and you put it into a presentation, right? But like all of this, like you had the initial idea of these travelers uh, in AI. And then, oh, you know, how do I connect that to these product features and the product benefits? Like you're doing this all in your head, all yourself. Yeah. And then, you know, when I work with a team too, I mean, I have the idea, sure, sure, sure. idea and then you know, the team, like we talk about, okay, what we can do, what it's going to look like, how animated so it's collaborated but the person that worked on the journey is me which is weird because you know like (laughs) it's like going back to learn photoshop again or something as a creative director 
And um, but it was fun. I thought I had to in order for our company to, you know, change the way we work. I want to experience it myself first. So I know what I I talk, you know, what I'm talking about. I need to be confident uh, and create an example so I can tell the client and ensure them that it is, this can be done. Um, so, you know, for me, AI is the future uh, of uh, design and it will <clears throat> totally change the way we work. And, you know, I thought I, I need to just get on it. It did take time. It get, you know, f- quite frustrated in the way. Sometimes you can spend couple hours and you don't get the result that you wanted to. What uh, what gets you excited about that very real future that we now live in? I'm excited because, you know, as a business owner, right, become more creative again. I Like I, I'm the one that's doing the work, which it, it was supposed to be like fun experiment thing. I mean, I, I probably, you know, we were teach this to all my everyone on my team to learn how to do it. I'm excited about the possibility of creating something that human might not be able to imagine or, or, or not imagine. Human can imagine, but human might not be able to execute. Mm. You know, a flying alien. I mean, imagine like doing that eyeball, right? right. Um, I'm excited about the speed of thinking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I think, it's like having a magic wand. Mm. As I think the idea, I go, bing, here we go. You know, mm. Cinderella with a glass slipper appear right in front of my eye. Mm. Um, I'm excited about us working with the AI mm. in a way as a collaborator, mm-hmm. not as a, um, I don't want to be a slave for AI in a way, right? So like when you think about it, the difference between this campaign, a lot of AI campaign that you have seen, you know, you see like high catch-up campaign, for example, which, you know, they do that. Like here's high catch-up. Our campaign is we asking AI to create, what is high ketchup look like in different style mm. or Coca-Cola or whatever. That is like the campaign of how machines spit out the image. Mm-hmm. The way I use it is very different. Mm-hmm. You know, we use it as a tool. The campaign is using this as just like a Photoshop tool or illustrator. So we, my relationship with AI it's like using them as a tool and not letting their split out result as my campaign. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. So that was part one of my conversation with Pum Lefebvre, the co-founder and the chief creative officer of Design Army in Washington, DC. As a designer and a creative myself working with national and international clients, we've had numerous conversations with them about using AI and how to deploy and implement the tools in various aspects of what they do as 
brands. When it comes to creative executions, many of the clients, particularly big national or international level clients, are hesitant to use AI because there are still numerous issues that either brands and or technology companies haven't resolved. A lot of background content that AI uses to generate the output comes from the web. Not just a lot, it's actually everything. That's, that's where everything comes from. So inevitably, the output is based on and could include things that have been created by other people. So there's an obvious copyright issue and we are yet to find a clear resolution. Companies like OpenAI have implemented ways for mitigating that risk. So for instance, a little while ago, they, OpenAI announced that they would actually cover the cost of legal fees if the user gets sued uh, by, by somebody else. So that's one way to mitigate, but I would say that's a bit of a band-aid to an issue that I think the technology world, the creative world, and the business world have to resolve in order to be able to use generative AI in a viable and meaningful and safe way. Having said that, as I said at the, the beginning of this, uh, this episode, Pum's example was and is to this day one of the few successful ways of implementing using AI to actually execute a campaign. Granted that the client may not have been an international uh, level, but still of a certain size that needed to take a certain risk in using AI and creating the, the output. It was also interesting and very useful to hear from somebody who used it and realized what the the strength, the advantage and disadvantages. And for instance, you know, as she said, in my conversation, she realized that AI had limitations when it came to actually rendering the product itself. And I, I thought it was insightful and ironic at the same time because the very thing that her campaign was trying to feature was these pairs of glasses and that had to be done manually and by human beings to make sure that the representation of the thing that the campaign was trying to advertise, humans needed to, to create. So the impressive thing was that Pum realized the right balance between AI and humans and used AI in a way that enhanced the output. And also timely, when she launched this campaign uh, earlier in 2023, the topic was even harder than now, and there weren't, there hadn't been that many examples of these executions that were out there. So I think it was very timely, but also very experienced insight that she had in order to execute it in the right way. If you are listening to this on Spotify, there's a Q&A field, so please do send us your questions and comments. And if you like our podcast, please leave us a five-star rating. We'd be so grateful. In the next episode, we get into how we as creatives and designers should maximize our creativity in the age of AI. So stay tuned. 
I'm Ray Namoto, and this is The Cray Mindset. See you next time.